the site I'm talking about, the site, the, on the tube sites, like these videos are still at least somewhat popular, although they're going to be a little mm-hmm. bit grainy by today's standards. It was a woman who could, you know, <laughs> really like it was yeah, like a, she had, she had a, she had a impressive esophagus. This is like, yeah, this is like a woman who I would say like maybe 20% of men know who she is and like <laughs> 0.0001% of women know who she is. <laughs> right, right. I'm trying right. to think of what her name is. Her, well, yeah, normally, normally that's reserved for like athletes or whatever. I guess she is an athlete in many ways. It is sort of an athletic endeavor. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. Your Mileage May Vary is a show that takes an overly candid and hopefully entertaining look at topics related to sex. Most of our source material comes from the sex subreddit, though we occasionally get into listener emails and we plan to host short interview segments with show listeners in the future. If you're interested in that, or if you'd like to contact us about anything, we can be reached at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike, and we try to avoid being too offensive, but no promises there. Um... Okay, Mike, I feel like we have an almost too good list of topics today. We have like 15 good ones, and I feel like we're barely going to get to three. Do you think we should try to like get through them faster? Yeah, probably. We need to like have some sort of time limit. Uh, yeah. Maybe we could do a segment like at the end. We can't do this today because we haven't prepared for it, but where we go through like whatever we haven't done and like dedicate two minutes to each of them or something. That could be interesting. It's not a lightning round. Like a, yeah, a lightning round of, uh, of topics. I mean, the, the, the only problem with that is sometimes they're topics we want to hold over because they really deserve a full treatment. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll figure, figure that out, but, um, okay. So some banter first, uh, so there's an obvious topic here, but I think the wound is too fresh. So we'll save it for next episode. Uh, have you entered the a test for the Reddit redesign? I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. So Reddit is going through like this huge redesign and, uh, I use incognito mode a lot to surf Reddit. Um, I know you don't care if, because like when I go to weird subreddits, I don't want it to be in my browser history. Can you give me like three examples? Yeah, yeah, because it's really mild. Like if I'm if I uh, am masturbating and I'm going to like various like sex subreddits, I, I would probably do it. Or which, I, would, I would use which you know? subreddits do you masturbate to? Keith? Oh, they're, they're so vanilla, you know, like the porn vids or the sixty frames per second one or lips that grip. Like nothing, nothing crazy. What's sixty frames per second? It's uh, porn that is in. 60 fps that can't make a difference it's interesting i uh i recommend giving it a shot i'll write that down uh yeah our listeners should check that out too you you i mean the only the only thing that i've heard makes some difference never done it before is uh virtual reality i have read that that seems to amp it up a little i started looking into that um like a, I don't know, like a year ago or whatever, I got the new, you know, the Google Pixel phone and it came with the VR thing, but the virtual reality porn things like didn't support my headset or something. So I never actually got to try it. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to try it. Yeah. There's some videos on YouTube, uh, of you search for like reaction videos to virtual reality porn and they have women and men, which is a little unrealistic in my view, but fine. Um, and the men pretty much come out of the experience going, yeah, that's, this is the future. Um, and yeah, they're able to sort of look around and, and see what's going on. And the, the, on the other side, I think I saw a video that showed them actually how they film it. And, um, that's obviously a little bizarre. Like I think the ultimate, Oh, because it, the apparatus is like bigger than a normal camera. It's preposterous. Yeah. I mean, like it barely fits between the two people or whatever is going on. I mean, it's just <laughs> right, it, right. Look, look, porn is already, Kind of, if you actually see it being shot, is already kind of insane. Well, this you wonder about some of this, some of this like point of view porn, and like how, yeah, like where is the camera? And is uh, I don't know if is it often that the person doing the sex having holding the camera, or is there a third person holding the camera? I don't honestly know. I mean, nowadays there's software to sort of steady the video, so it's entirely possible they just have, hold a phone or something, and then you know use the software to sort of fix it. Yeah, might not be wide enough of an angle, but yeah. That's an interesting point. 
And it's not also, also, I, I would imagine, I know this from my extensive viewing of more amateur content that like people tend to have a problem with sort of aiming the camera at the right place. Um, I also had you a friend. Mean, yeah, like in retrospect, it's like showing too much of the stomach or the legs and not enough of what you want to see. Yeah. Or let's say like you're getting really into what you're doing. Like you might just sort of not pay attention to where the, I mean. <laughs> oh, it just yeah, drips like, off to the side or whatever. Yeah. I've, oh, I've totally seen that happen. Um, <laughs> I actually had a friend. Yeah. I was going to say I had a friend who I recommended amateur content to and he was like pretty con on it because he wanted more camera angles, which I found kind of an interesting, almost a cinematographic uh, view on porn that I don't really share. I feel like at some point, maybe it was 10 years ago, you know when DVDs first started coming out and they had all those like menus and options and things you could do? DVDs was like 25 years ago, Keith. Yeah. I was sort of realizing that like Blu-rays are probably at least 10 years old. Okay. Well, in any case, you remember this, right? Like, and there'd be like sort of elaborate menus and stuff. There was a time when you could buy porn and like do different angles of the same scene or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, I guess that's, I haven't seen that lately. I have to be honest that, uh, I never consumed porn during the DVD porn era. So I'm young enough that that's not the case. Uh, and that can't be, I mean, you're older than me. I, well, okay. No, no. Think, maybe I didn't either. No, not I, really. I feel like I just got everything online. Like I don't exactly. My usage, like exactly paralleled to the development of the, the internet. Um, and so I was always able to get it for free and online. Although I know, I do know that you've, uh, given a few Hamiltons to uh, some porn studios <laughs> in your life. I have, um, I have paid for porn in my life. I've never paid for drugs, but I have paid for porn. I'd only paid one time. One time it was in 2002 mm-hmm. and I paid some money for, um, to get the entire catalog of idepthroat.com. It was, I paid for one month subscription. It was like $9 and I just downloaded it all and then canceled it. And then I like gave it to a bunch of friends. I have wondered about uh, most of these porn sites that do allow you to download the content. Maybe they throttle you at some point now and they, they weren't sophisticated enough to do that back then. I think, well, I think also like the idea was that they continually generated new stuff. And so, you know, you wanted to keep subscribing and that was a specific, I, I think, you know, the site I'm talking about, the site, the, on the tube sites, like these videos are still at least somewhat popular, although they're going to be a little mm-hmm. bit grainy by today's standards. It was a woman who could you know, really like it was like, yeah, a she, had, she had a, she had a impressive esophagus. This is like, yeah, this is like a woman who I would say like maybe 20% of men know who she is and like <laughs> 0.0001% of women know who she is. Right. Right. I'm trying right. to think of what her name is. Her, well, yeah, normally, normally that's reserved for like athletes or whatever. I guess she is an athlete in many ways. And it's sort of an athletic endeavor. <laughs> um, but the point, yeah, like the DV. So, so I'm actually totally unfamiliar with the idea of multiple, angles, but I think the VR and, and the thing I would say about VR is I think that ultimately where you're going to get to there is going to be animated stuff, right? Like a uh, 3d modeled stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, then you don't have to worry about what the camera is because like the people aren't actually real, but you won't get there until like the models are good enough to persuade you that they're real. Yeah. I wonder if the uncanny Valley is lowered for porn because like for starters, there is all kinds of animated porn. Like hentai is like extremely popular in some countries. Um, and there's other, there's 3d porn you can see as well. And yeah, the, you know, the so-called uncanny Valley doesn't seem to be a problem there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess I just don't know, but yeah, like they're not like they're not supposed to be people, right? Yeah. I think that yeah, I helps. guess. I mean, like, for instance, if you're making a porn version of C-3PO, like the bar is a lot lower. What would that even be? <laughs> he doesn't have any orifices or protuberances. It'd be gold, gold member, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, okay, one final thing I wanted to discuss. So I went to a bar with Eric on Saturday night. Eric is uh, hopefully going to be a future guest of this show. And our plan was to be social and to like talk to chicks, but instead we just drank too much and like fed into each other's like negativity. Do you have any thoughts on like how to steal yourself to approach ladies? Well, I mean, obviously you'd be the more of an expert. I have to say to the one lady listening to this, that Keith does not have a face for radio. Keith has a, has done very well with the ladies. And and I think this was just an off night for you. And um, you, the, 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 the one commentary I've always had on, uh, your and many men's approach is I think that like you, you don't have to get drunk. I think, uh, there's a clever thing one can do where, where one basically tries to adopt the 
behaviors that one would have if one was were, were drunk. And um, since you're in a bar, like that's fine, right? They're, everybody's just going to assume you're you're tipsy, but you don't actually have to be tipsy. Yeah, you've we've litigated this before. For me, drinking alcohol makes me feel uh, more gregarious, I guess. Yeah, but you can simulate. I mean, like you're you can simply simulate that feeling. You just have to sort of practice. The, can and, you like how do you simulate feeling? Um, you know, comfortable saying silly things or not worrying about uh, you know being turned down and so forth. Like, I'm not sure you can't. At least for me, I don't think I can simulate that. I can, I can p- try to pump myself up and just be like, oh, whatever. I don't care. But drinking alcohol is easier. Yeah, I think that the key. Uh, psychological trick here. The, the key thing in what I said is that because you're at a bar, it is acceptable to be drunk. Therefore, if you act drunk, nobody can tell the difference. Right. You can get away with it for sure in That's a way point. that, yeah. So normally, like, let's say I said, I was saying to you, hey, you should do improv, which means you've got to like go get up in front of people and do some sort of performance thing that you may or may not be comfortable with. Well, that's different. Although people might think, hey, this is an improv actor. So you have that going for you. Like, you're expected to do this certain thing. But here you actually have like this chemical thing that you can pretend is going on when it may or may not be, ha- you know, may not be happening. Um, and I think that, I think you can sort of do a simulation there. So is there some way to gamify it? Like, could you make, you know, a contest with, with your friends and say something like, okay, like we're each going to approach, you know, two or three different groups this evening until we either, you know, strike out three times or, or, hit a single? I have to say that I, uh, as is almost always the case in my life, I find myself going out with men who are either somewhat or a lot more attractive than I am. And a long time ago, I did this exact thing with a friend who was uh, significantly more attractive than me. I have to say now he's that not. That cannot have been a fun. Well, for starters, you're, you're selling yourself a little bit short here. But uh, No, secondly, this guy was like pretty well, attractive. Let, let's just agree Go that ahead, there was secondly. some differential between you and this other guy. Say that again? Let's just agree that there was like a gap between you and that other guy. That, sure. that way we don't need to like argue the actual values. That's right. Uh, but th- that's not actually the key part of the story. We would we basically had this game we would play where you would go out and you were supposed to hit on a girl and you had to get to a certain phase of it uh, and you had a time limit. And um, the other person would be basically observing you like you wouldn't know they were – they would sort of be in the background watching you. Uh, so you sort of had to go do the thing because it was kind of, you were know, supposed to do it. You basically mm-hmm. had to hit on somebody. And then I think the goal was to get them to kiss you. And I remember specifically getting pulled out of a conversation with like a pretty attractive girl, like when the time limit hit and being really upset about that. <laughs> I have a I specific mean, memory of that. <laughs> you feel like you felt like you just needed another 90 seconds and the kiss was going to happen or you were just enjoying the banter. And yeah, no, I wanted to like talk to her. Like I was like, oh, this is really cool. Well, okay. So going forward, the two of you should have negotiated like a hand symbol to be like, hey, uh, you know, game over. Uh, I, I want to pursue this. Yeah. See now, so so the reason why I didn't want to do that was because the vast majority of the time he was more successful than I was. So I liked that part of the game that I could not, I could basically do that to him repeatedly. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you reap what you sow, I guess, or, yeah. you know, you all play by the same rules. It's like a, um, it's like a golf thing. It would be nice if you had like a handicap, but we weren't sophisticated enough. I feel like for me, like, yeah, like I'm comfortable in conversations. I, I, I and indeed, I really like talking and meeting new people, but yeah, I need like some sort of like, uh, like a, like a strong prod to just force myself to do it. Cause once I've, once I've like made contact, it's always fun and it's fine. But like, yeah, there's like some sort of, uh, reluctance at the start and like being with Eric is like particularly problematic cause, uh, yeah, being outgoing is not necessarily his, um, uh, <laughs> core competency. That's not exactly right. Like he's, he can have a decent approach, uh, yeah, I've seen him approach well. It's just sometimes he often likes to approach with sort of sardonic comments, which can make it a little tricky. Yeah. I mean, he's hyper witty, but uh, his his sense of humor is not for everyone, especially in like a, uh, you know, lighthearted bar context. That's right. So yeah. it can get okay. kind of tricky. Okay. I think we should start on our topics because we, we, have, we have some good ones here. So I'm going to start with this giantess one. Are, this, are you cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so this was posted by the movie buff, uh, and the topic is how to test or how to tell my partner about my sexual giant test fetish. I don't think I knew that word giant test before I read this. Is that even a word? Yeah, it's, it's the just female, a female version. Of, okay. Yeah. All 
All right. So I have a fetish called macrophilia. I fantasize about being shrunk down to an inch tall and becoming a giant woman's slave and plaything. I imagine giant women squeezing me between their breasts, forcing me to worship their feet, being crushed under their asses and eaten alive to digest in their stomach. Um, I'm comfortable with the weirdness side of it personally, but my main concern is letting my partner in on this side of me. It's a pretty unusual slash difficult thing to preface. Uh, any thoughts? Also, feel free to judge. I'm used to it, and it'll no doubt be a little bit of entertainment outside the dilemma itself. Uh, what are your initial thoughts here, Mike? Well, I mean, the there's like a there's like a a feeling that's like embedded here. Although this person is taking it to the extreme, which is that like some men are interested in, in being with a woman who is taller or bigger than them. Let's let's stick with taller and not because bigger could be interpreted as fat. Um, which is like a different, I think there's an entirely different genre of um, fetish there. Um, and that one, I mean, like, I think that I, I can understand where they're coming from on that. Um, I don't, I personally- The fat or the tall? The tall, the tall. Like, I don't personally have experience with uh, women who are taller than me. I don't know. Do you have experience in that area? Um, no, not actually taller. I have been with some women who are quite tall, but none who are as tall as me. I'm six feet tall. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what like percentile that is for female height, but it's, surely it's like 95th or actually maybe it's even 99th. I have no idea, but generally like, uh, I feel like that's sort of unattractive. Oh, really? So you find that like totally uncompelling? Uh, I mean, there's, uh, hmm. yes, I think, um, no, it's not totally uncompelling. Uh, but it's it's a negative factor. So I don't, I don't know, like, you know, every incre- incremental inch above, like, say, 5'9 is probably not great. Um, and then, yeah, like at some height, like attraction drops to zero. Like, you know, I would obviously not be attracted to an eight foot tall woman uh, or nine foot tall or whatever. And then, you know, you can s- sort of slowly walk it back. Um, actually, I wonder if a sufficiently attractive nine foot tall woman. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like height, I think, uh, I'm not quite sure. I have some thoughts there, but, uh, do you want me to expand on this or do you want to comment? Well, I mean the, the nine foot tall woman, the problem would be, I mean, you, you'd start asking yourself like whether you're now at the uh, hot dog being thrown down the hallway situation. In other words, does her entire body scale. Yeah. Like if her vagina is 10 feet wide, like obviously that's bad. Um, but yeah, I guess we should, for the sake of this discussion, assume everything else is equal. Is it equal? Like is sex with like a four foot 11 person is, is a four foot 11 person's vagina significantly tighter or smaller than a six foot tall woman's vagina? I don't think so because I think that like, well, I mean, just anecdotally, I've seen some short women with pretty large pelvises. So I uh, tend to think that like that doesn't matter that much. It might scale a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be tight enough to like create the friction uh, to, to reproduce. Um, I bet it's, I bet it's basically the same. Well, also like, I mean, there'd be this issue of like, if you're trying to say that there's no friction, like what what's going on there, there's like a, an empty space. Right, exactly. Yeah, like obviously the, the yeah the labia have to meet. So, um, yeah. but I don't know. Like maybe the vaginal wall is slightly further apart. Actually, I have no idea. I don't know. So you're saying like let's say you're like in a gym class, or you're like walking down the the street, and you see a woman who's like six two and attractive and so forth. Like you're just like yeah, that's not cool. Uh it's it's less. So like let's say she would be. I, I mean. I guess the only way I can describe this is like using actual numbers. Like, let's say there's a 10 who's five foot nine. Okay. Uh, if she were six, two, she would be maybe, um, an eight and a half to me, something like that. I don't know exactly what the ratios are, but you consciously uh, yeah. like process that. Like when, when you first see her, you like consciously process it that way. Like there's no curiosity element there. Like, Oh, what would this be like to basically, be with some, okay yeah, yeah that's my first question you don't have any sort of like curiosity dynamic there there uh, there is some curiosity and indeed uh if, if someone would like to apply it's uh, at ymmv pod on twitter um but yeah like if somebody is like exotic in some way that i don't necessarily find particularly attractive i'm still interested in like sort of exploring that and, and finding out okay and then the other so thing could be, you know yeah. could be skin color could be hairstyle could be height could be uh, 
I don't what other things are there. I don't know f- freckles or not. I don't know. <laughs> STDs. Um, no, STDs that's are- not something I'm particularly interested in exploring. Clitoridectomy status. Uh, no, I think that would, yeah, there could be. How about yeah, whether or not they've problem. had, whether or not they've had breast implants? Oh, I have, <laughs> to my knowledge, I have never been with someone. I've never had sex with someone with breast implants. Have you? I can't remember. No, not to my yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, I think you would, I know. feel like we would know. Yeah. Like it would be really hard to be in a position where you're having sex with someone and not interfacing with their boobs enough to know if they're fake. Well, there's like that. And also I think there'd be some sort of scarring or something that would make it relatively obvious that was something was going on there. I think um, you can tell tactile whether or not someone's had implants. Well, I mean, I've had enough, have an interaction with a stripper. So in that context, yes, you can definitely tell tactile I assume you've had that interaction too. Gosh, you know, I must have, for starters, I don't really like strip clubs, but I must have uh, but I don't every, I mean, uh, for me to like not feel really uncomfortable at strip clubs, like I need to, I generally drink. Um, and so, uh, yeah, my, my strip club memories are kind of, kind of fuzzy, but you're right. I must've. Yeah. I don't like them either, but my solution to that isn't to drink. It's just to sort of see, this is the thing you can act drunk. You can adopt sort of strange behaviors, but the main thing that like you, you, you see at strip clubs is that like when they kind of get close to you, like. Their, their, their breasts are sort of their guns, right? That's what they're using to kind of, to yeah. kind of, uh, uh, tease you with. Right. Uh, yes. and, and I think I, I got to assume also to sort of keep you away from their crotch. I mean, that's, they don't really want you down there. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of like kind of pushing them into you, encouraging you to sort of be around them. And like, it's just sort of obvious what's going on in terms yeah, of, the, I mean, those are the primary tools of the trade. Um, at least at the standard strip club setup. Yeah. And you can tell, uh, yeah, there's there's a difference if they're if they're fake, but uh, there's another piece to what's going on with this dude, which is what's really going. I think with this dude is that he wants to be dominated, he wants to be submissive, and that I think like is a more like sort of fruitful topic in the sense, and, and it, like I think that's where my mind goes when I see a woman that's like six foot two. Is you think, oh, it, it might be interesting to be sort of in that role of like. Uh, uh, not in the role where you're actually shrunk down to a small, whatever, like a mama, I shrunk. What is it? Honey, I shrunk the kid's size. Yeah, he's not clear. I mean, he's actually, I guess he is. He says, I fantasize about being shrunk down to an inch tall. That, I mean, that he can't really mean that. Well, he's just, that, it, yeah, that's like sort of an extreme like fantasy. But I think what's really going on is he like, he wants to be like told what to do. He wants basically like to be dominated. That's my strong guess here. Although, uh, is it possible that like there's something about like large size differential that could be alluring? I think it's alluring in this in this particular way. And that like like I said, like when I see a woman that's six foot two or something, that's like where my mind goes. I'm like, oh, that would be sort of interesting. Like, I mean, I like I, I, I take it from your response to like you find nothing interesting in that, which I think is like a relatively r- r- common male thing at least well sometimes people lie but it's a generally like a common male thing to be like no no i always have to be dominant most men prefer being dominant yes or at least express that they prefer being dominant yeah i don't know if that's right prefer is the weird word there right it's like Mm -hmm. do you prefer it or is it just like this is the expected role yeah exactly yeah that's that's a good point i don't know Right. So then I'm sort of like when I see it, uh, so like where this question takes me is I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I mean, like it would be sort of interesting to be in a situation with a woman who was like physically bigger than you. Now, I could see it being really negative too in a variety of ways. Like maybe she'd want to do stuff you didn't want to do. Maybe you'd wind up getting pegged. Maybe she's actually a man uh, and, and you're not into that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. I mean, at that size, yeah, one has to wonder. It's got to be hard for women who are that tall to find sexually satisfying, well, to find partners generally, because uh, like I'm a fairly tall person, but uh, yeah, like I'm not really interested in someone who's 6'2". And there are women who are 6'2". And so it's got to be a pain for them to find people who are interested in them. And then once they do, like maybe all the men they find are like super submissive. And, you know, these women are like, no, like I want to be the submissive one. Like, yeah, I can imagine it being frustrating. Yeah, I think for that reason, a lot of times they seek out guys that are like 6'4". Like they basically go even taller. Right. And so then you wind up with this like sort of race of giants 
basketball players and the like, although I'm not sure if that's actually how that works. Um, wait, so, what, so like hang on. Tall finding tall, you mean? Yeah, and then having tall kids. Like, I actually think there's like a reversion of the mean there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably. <clears throat> but so hang on. So you are you saying that like you find nothing compelling about like the aspect of like, oh, what would it be like to be with a woman who like wanted to be in charge? No, I do find it uh, intellectually and like sexually curious. But if I had to like uh, pick a partner, like if I had to design like my next partner and, and I knew they were going to be my last, I would not want them to be that. Like I want to try it, but I don't want to marry it or whatever. And you're saying you've this is not something you've tried. You've never been with a woman who's like, uh, you know, trying to take control, dominate, dominatrix, as it were. Yeah, no, not really. You did have the woman as we that we discussed in the last episode who uh, you had to race to have to to get to orgasm with. Yeah, that's but I that guess that's not. Yeah, she she wasn't demanding that I orgasm. Right, she was just she was. It's almost it's almost passive aggressive sex. That's what she was. You were having. She was in a passive aggressive role. She's like, I'm not going to insist things on you here, but I am going to orgasm as fast as possible, thus depriving you of your enjoyment. Correct. Yeah, that's an accurate description of that. Passive, passive aggressive partner, but no no aggressive partners. Yeah, I, I don't wonder, have I really wonder how she would describe what was going on there. We got to get her on the podcast, Keith. It's going to be tough, but it is a uh, medium term goal. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a lot of experience. I would be interested in I I would be super interested in talking to a woman that was that had those traits. Uh Yeah. No, I think it would be an interesting conversation. It's there's just no way she'll do it. So no, 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 no. I'm saying I would be interested in talking to any woman that had those traits. I'd like to ask questions like, "Look, what would you do to me? Like, how would it go? Like, oh sure, I would love to have her like describe for me the scene and what what's what's sort of the optimal. I don't know if I could know whether I would like it without actually doing it, but I'd I'd at least try to imagine. And, and when you watch like porn, Wait, hold on. what's the it in that sentence? Just to be crystal clear here, what the it is whatever a woman who is like a dominate sort of more dominant wants to do like what what do they do like what is what's their go-to move like how do they express that and i, I mean i know I what i've seen on of, videos but the loss of control is supposed to be uh like a turn-on for many maybe maybe most people like yeah, there's something I mean, there yeah maybe I, i'm just curious like what actually happens i guess i could read uh 50 shades of gray or 50 shades of gray the I'm sequel not sure those are the uh, canonical texts <laughs> on uh, uh, femdom situations. Is that the term? Isn't isn't that what femdom means? Female dominance? Oh no, I, I, I've never seen that term before. That's nice. Maybe I, is there is there is that one of the subreddits that you cruise? Uh, <laughs> it is not, but I am sure that there is a femdom subreddit. Uh, it's an area I have not researched a lot. I, I I should look into it more. Yeah, maybe there's like a yeah. Maybe we should ex- explore the place to enthusiastically indulge in your favorite fetish. Yep, dedicated to discussions, frequently asked questions, and experiences related to female domination and BDSM. Fifty six thousand subscribers. I mean, I would be curious about like how, how it's mostly how, pictures. Yeah, how do you like? How do you? And these are things that I'd have to ask the woman. Like, how could a woman, unless she's actually? Oh like, my god! Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What did you say? <laughs> I can't. That's, well, I gotta know. I gotta know, Keith. You have to describe it for our listeners. You can't leave is, them hanging. Uh, Come on, it's a woman behind a man. She has his balls like grabbed. She's like pulling back hard on them, and her fist is up his asshole. Jesus! Now wait, what's the camera angle here? Uh, it's, there's a it's a third party with the camera. <laughs> okay, and uh, my word, this is. Uh, Can you? Yeah, well, like, I know what my nightmares are going to be tonight. Let me ask you this: If she was wearing a wristwatch, would you be able to see the wristwatch, or would it be inside his anus? Uh, it's right around. It's it's her. She's definitely in above the break of the wrist. I'm not right. sure if you could see it. You just sent me the video. Oh my lord! That's uh. It, it's like she's. It's it's genuinely like she's churning butter here. Oh god! Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm closing. I'm closing this. I I made it through like four loops of the gif. I'm not closing it. This guy, he has some really low, low hanging nuts. Well, and it's unclear if that would have happened if she wasn't yanking oh my on him. God. And like the thing about it is she's gotten to the, to the point in her arm where you would think to yourself, like she could go all the way to the elbow there. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's being kind to stop there. She's really uh, humanitarian. This is like some sort of a medieval uh, colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
It's bad. Okay, Mike, we got it. We're we're gonna we're gonna move on from right. that horrifying gift. I'd put it in the show notes, but we'll get like banned from like all the podcast services. So well, yeah. people can find it easily. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh yeah, what is the uh what was the uh what was the topic of it? I closed it. It's called He's at Her Mercy. Yeah, okay. Uh, so if you look at that on the Femdom subreddit, you'll find it. So okay, next topic. This was by uh A D U O S Amore. Uh, So my girlfriend used her vibrator on me. I'm a guy and never knew this was a thing. Apparently she saw it in porno or something. She used her vibrator on the underside of my glands and it felt super good and it didn't take much and I just came. I never knew guys could come using vibrators like that. So glands is like where the, the, the tip of the penis on the underside. No, no. The glands is the mushroom shaped head of your penis. I'm not the, like a, the entire head of the penis is called the glands. Yeah, yeah. The underside there, I believe, is called the frenulum. Okay, that's like a super sensitive area. The glands is just another word for the head of the penis. I don't understand how you don't like men are supposed to be super I like. I know this has come up a couple times during our show where like there's like some <laughs> um, turn of phrase like, that I just don't know. There's only like seven anatomical words that are relevant here, but yeah, okay. So the yes, yeah, so the. So yeah, have you tried to doing be fair, this? You don't really know what glands is either. You're just saying it's another word for head. No, it's the it's the part of it's the part that if you have an intact foreskin is under the foreskin, and it's the shiny part when you, or you know, it's the super smooth part that the head. It's the fucking head. Nobody's here's confused what, about that. Here's what um, Google says, and they have a DD for glands, which is good for them. Uh, the rounded part forming the end of the penis or clitoris. There's a glands. Uh, clitoridis and a glands penis. That's right. And just so people know, uh, a DD that Keith uh, mentioned, that's when Google direct displays something to you. Gives you some idea of what domain we work in. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, without digging too much further there. uh, So that's interesting. So this guy is like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting because from looking this up in the dictionary, I have now established exactly what's going on here. Like that's where the girl would use a vibrator on her glands. So it shouldn't be that surprising. Now I'm not sure that like something, uh, well, he doesn't say exactly where does he say here? Wait, wait, are you going to hit me off with that? You've never done this before. Hold on a second. No, she used her vibrator on the underside of my glands. So that's on the, the front, the frenulum. You obviously know that word because you just, you actually reset it with a different pronunciation from me. So it's great. Yes. (laughs) You can Um, search that on Google too. Okay, on the underside of my glands, and it felt super good, and it didn't take much. I just came. I have not tried a vibrator on my penis. Why not? Honestly, I don't know. Mostly because I don't need to. But you're—I mean, you're the one that's like kind of. No, I guess you're—you're you're the one who you're, you're claim that like you get no no better orgasm. Everything's always the same, so it's like why why bother doing anything new, right? Oh, right, right, right. The orgasm intensity discussion. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Mostly, I just want to have the orgasm. I mean, it's it's better. They can be better or worse, but uh, oh, that's good. Well, I'm first glad off, what's that. the circumstance? What's the circumstance here? So, I, I have never bought a vibrator. I've had partners that have a vibrator, but normally, if the partner is around, uh, the vibrator is used being used on them or not at all. Like there, there, there haven't really been situations where I've been in a room where it's time to masturbate and there's been a vibrator there. In fact, Why did you say them instead of her? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, wishful right. thinking, perhaps. <laughs> um, I was thinking of this has happened multiple times. So I, was, I misused the plural there. Got uh, it. Okay. Yeah. So no Freudian slip. No homo. Right. No right. homo. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, okay. Well, presumably you have. Well, I mean, I st- I total I don't totally understand your story still because it's like okay, so you have one around with a a woman there who uses it. Well, it never occurred to you like to try it on yourself. Um, I, I mean, I want to say no, there's a little long dramatic pause there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I guess it has. Yes, it has. It's just the opportunity hasn't, you know, I, I need, I need things to be right, Mike. And, and they just weren't. There was so, no, there was no candles and scent. Right. Okay, right I did. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been having intercourse with a girl and she uses a vibrator during that process? Of course. Yes. Okay. So, when you, so she's, so bear with me here, but when you're doing that procedure with mm-hmm. your penis, 
the, the procedure where you pump your penis in and out of the woman's body. While she's that, using a vibrator. That every man always wants to do. Uh, that's called sex. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Didn't have to look. I've heard that word. When you pull out, you're the, I mean, you're going to get some vibration there, right? Thinking about um, or are you sort of a are you sort of a deep a deep thruster so you don't I guess, pull out all the way? I guess yeah, you would. I I would feel that. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's true. I must have felt uh, vibration on my penis, and I can't really remember noting it as particularly great or bad in any way. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like my experience with it is it doesn't do anything for me. I will say this that it um, seems to me like it would be maybe too intense. No, it just doesn't do anything. Like it's, I, I, I leave for me, like it's just, it's, it's like uh, nothing. Why do you think it's such a winner for so many women? I'm not sure. Like a, a man can't really create that feeling. Yeah. I've thought about this before. I've thought about this before. Like I think it, I, I, um, something about like everything being packed closer together on the woman. And so like the vibrating is like a more effective, I, I honestly, like, I, I think, I think anybody who tried to give you an answer that would just be guessing. Huh? Yeah. Cause for me, like, yeah, just like super strong or fast vibration on the underside of my penis doesn't really seem like, like for me, it's more like uh, yeah, you want like friction there, not uh vibration. Yeah. I mean, there is a thing though that I want to say, which is a thing I discovered as a, teenager. Go on. Which is that you can achieve two very different experiences with your with your penis. Uh one is the what I would consider like or normal. Ah look, I mean there's a lot of different ways to masturbate. But yeah. one is one is sort of like the most normal one where you're just sort of stroking up and down the shaft. But you can also get a different experience that's somewhat like I think what this guy is describing where you basically focus exclusively on the the glands. Mm-hmm. Sort of like rubbing it in some way, yeah. and what I've experienced there is that you is that the onset of the orgasm is much faster, um, and it, and it doesn't last as long, but it's a little bit more intense. I don't know if you've had that experience, huh? I mean, not. I wonder which one of the two of us is the unusual one here. Like, you really focus on. Uh, <laughs> cultivating a variety of orgasm experiences. And like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a spreadsheet, like charting the intensity. I um, don't, I don't. It's all uh, in my but, head. Sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you effectively have that sort of data collection going on. Um, and well, for look, me, it's just like, yeah, yeah I want to get my nut, man. Well, look, I mean, if you're, you have to sort of decide how you're going to do it though. I mean, you, right. I mean, you have to say like, look, am I going to, Am I going to focus on the shaft or the head today? Right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Be, okay. No. I mean, yeah. Yes. So there's some differences there. Like you can achieve a different experience, and so you might say, "Oh, today I'm going to do this." No, I, I, I totally acknowledge that. It's just that, I, yeah, I think I just sort of decide on the fly and don't really make note of anything about it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I think I would encourage you, like if you, if you just, if you, if you try to get a nut out. And only touch the hand, the the head, the whole time. You will have a different experience. I mean, that's probably something you've never done. Yeah, I have not. Well, you can do it and report back. Yeah, maybe you uh, could uh, do actually a recording of yourself doing that, and you could shout my name right when you nut. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Okay. Uh, just a couple of the comments in this thread are interesting. So a lot of men are saying, "Yes, I have used a vibrator on myself, and it's great." Um, some people say, "No." Um, <laughs> there is a place, by the way, that men do use vibrators. It's just not there. It's yeah. Up, up the butt. I have not tried that. Why not? Well, if I were to try something with a vibrator, it would definitely be something with my penis first. Um, mm-hmm. but if, but I mean, I, I'm telling you straight up, that's not going to do anything for you. So you're going to have to go up the butt. Well, you strongly suspect. That's true. It's just a suspicion, but, uh, but, but okay, let's, 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 me. <laughs> let's say it did nothing for you. Would you then go up the butt with it? Uh, let's say you spent a good, like 30 to $40 on this thing. I mean, you want to get your money's worth. I don't know. I mean, you can get a really thin one. It doesn't have to like distend you. You don't have to be gaping afterward. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think I would. Okay, so the real answer for the people listening here is he might, but he's never going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah, and then, yeah, what if... He's like, Mike, I just stuck like, something in my asshole like, and it felt great. Sometimes you'll, meet, sometimes you'll meet somebody and they'll be like, oh, I don't like foie gras or I don't like, you know, expensive steaks or I don't like uni or I don't like some like really expensive exotic food. Steak isn't, but those other two are a little bit. And, you know, really you shouldn't cultivate a like of those things because they're expensive. They're hard to get. They're not very good for you. Um, in the case of, of foie gras, like there's, you know, sort of questionable farming practices. Um the analogy here is, let's say that I discover that I really like having things up my asshole that are vibrating. Well, <laughs> now the rest of my life, like, you know, now I'm like this guy who like, you know, needs a woman who's like eight feet tall or else he's not able to have an orgasm. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to like cultivate an interest in that. So uh, wh- where I might be a little bit curious to sort of know, like, I'm, yeah, I don't really want to uh, have, yeah, what if I like it? I mean, I, I see what you're going with that. Like, basically, you're seeing a straight line between a little thin vibrator that vibrates your prostate, and uh, suddenly that's that is it's. You know what this is? It's like uh, until George Lucas made the terrible prequels for Star Wars, there was always that question of like, what turned Darth Vader evil? And it's it's that line that connects the small negative thing you do to the big negative. And so here, you 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 see in your mind. That uh, if you start with this small vibrator, you will wind up like the man in the he's at her mercy video with just yeah. somebody's arm all the way up there. Right. Yeah. I thought the place you were going to go here is like this sort of fear. obvious yeah, guffaw thing, which is like, oh, yeah, you're worried you're gay. That's not my concern. Like I, I'm not gay. Like I, I don't have that concern. But I am concerned that uh, some sort of like anal or like uh, prostate stimulation through the anus could be something enjoyable. And I just, yeah, I don't really want to <laughs> cultivate that, that interest. It's interesting. That's like, that's, you know, that's very similar to the thing that a few friends have said to me about why they're so reluctant to hire a prostitute. They're like, if I did it and I, I liked like it? it, right. Yeah. Then, then, then that's it. I basically have to do this all the time. And so you, yeah, you're like, look, I don't want things up my butt all the time. Like it, it just doesn't seem like that great. I think it's the, counter, annoying. the counter argument there would be like, well, yeah, you might like it. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like let's say you're married with kids and you discover that like you can go have like really satisfying sex with a prostitute. That's bad. That's that's almost certainly not going to go anywhere good. Now this, it's not in our spreadsheet, but what was this thing? You you mentioned a thing about a guy sticking a, a handle of a knife up his butt. No, I didn't. Are you, are you podcasting? No, maybe I read that. Else? No, maybe I read that. Yeah, I'm cheating on you. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I read that. No, there was a thread in Reddit that was about, I thought maybe you sent it to me and that was the thing I read. It was a thread about like, what's the strange fetish you have or whatever. Oh, and, no, it was, it's what's the craziest thing you've done when horny, right? Yeah. And the thing I scrolled immediately to, or maybe it was the first response was some guy. I mean, like, look guys, if you want to put things up your butt, don't put the handle of a knife. Don't put something. The other one that do not use is something like the handle of like a toilet plunger. Something that's a really long, like a baseball bat long, that's probably thick enough. You know what I mean? Because the issue, like, let's just take the toilet plunger. If you're busy doing that and you slip and fall and that thing goes, I mean, you could damage yourself. So stick to stick to something short. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, you, you see movies of this. You see, <laughs> see movies of this. This is really good pro tips. I hope people are writing this down. Uh, you see stuff like this in, in, pic- in pictures or videos all the time just people putting ridiculous things in their various orf- orifices. And like, I can imagine that like some people like get into that, like there, yeah, something, some part of like the pain or the risk aspect is, is a turn on, but uh, just generally, like if, if, yeah, especially if it's uh, early days of exploring your, um, your anus, like, yeah, probably stick to um, the vanilla vibrator or something. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can buy it on Amazon. It'll come with the, uh, you know what you can do. Actually. It'll be an instruction guide. It'll be you know how to feel comfortable about where you're going in your life. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be. And fun. actually, if if you live with other people, a really good tip that I've read online is you know the Amazon has that Amazon Locker service now in a lot of cities where you can have things delivered to a locker. You know, so it doesn't oh, even have to come to your house. house. Yeah. yeah. The delivery guy doesn't know what's in the packages. No, no, it's not that. It's if you live with other people and you're like terrified. Oh, I, about it. I mean, if you're a dude and you're ordering like the prostate prostate or the prostate right, right, right. prostate uh, buzzer or whatever right you don't want people seeing that maybe yeah or extra small condoms or you know whatever it may be yeah yeah 
Uh, okay, let's move on. Oh, wait, yep. did we did we fully litigate this guy? Yeah, the vibrator guy. Yeah, yeah, we're done. There. It doesn't okay. do anything. It doesn't work. Like this, he, I think, he's I the think one guy. A small percentage of men for whom it may be a thing, but but you should people should try just. Oh wait, hold on. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying that reiterating the fact that people should try neglecting the shaft one time, just go with the head, and you'll see you get a different nut. Okay, just what percentage of men do you think a, a, would would enjoy? Uh, gland stimulation by a vibrator five oh, ten. I, I, yeah i mean i always am reluctant to put something down at like one percent because yeah we've discussed this before like the the like 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 i forget like one percent of people have like all kinds of things true about them and so yeah. let's call it between one and five percent okay and then what about women oh it's virtually a hundred percent yeah i just think that's interesting because you know it's the same stem cells back on that topic yeah i mean but it's it's more t- yeah like i say i don't know it's more tightly packed i don't know it's it, it, it works yeah. for them and it doesn't for men okay next topic uh do guys think about other girls during sex and then they gives this like sort of weird uh, whatever it's short so i'll read it but it's weird i watched a friend's episode where ross and chandler talk about thinking about celebrities and other hot people they know when they're having sex with rachel and janice so this is ross talking about having sex with rachel he thinks wait who's things. janice Janice was like Chandler's ex or something. She all had right. like the annoying voice, like the Brooklyn accent. Well, they were all, all of them were annoying in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, fine. Right. And all right. Anyway, is this something lots of guys do regularly? Question mark, question mark. My boyfriend will often finish quickly if I'm in pain as I don't like telling him to stop. And now I'm thinking that maybe he's thinking of other women when he does this. Okay. Let's forget that like first clause in that sentence. Cause that's sort of pregnant with meaning, but um, yeah. Okay. So Mike, uh, do you ever think about other girls during sex? Well, not intentionally, uh, generally, but has it popped into my head? Sure. I mean, especially when you're uh, so uh, inundated with porn and and also being a man, I mean, like, you know, you just see women all the time. And so there, you know, that that stuff is going to come into your head from time to time. But I would say pretty rarely, actually. I don't know. What, what's your take on that? That's interesting. Not intentionally and pretty rarely. I mean, look, you're married and like you have the chance of your wife listening to this. So I, I, I'm assigning like a 50% truthiness value to what you just said. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think about other women from time to time. Um, it, uh, you know, with new sexual partners less and with, with older sexual partners more. Um, but I mean, how I, does that work? I mean, how, what, so explain to me the dynamic of that. So you're, you're thrusting, you're in the missionary position, say, and you're thrusting uh-huh. and what's, what do you do? You close your eyes and you're like, all right, I'm going to imagine, uh, that woman fisting some guy's anus. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I'm worried about that. <laughs> That's why I had to stop after four loops of that gif. Like it was, I got it. I got it. Yeah. But say, uh, say I, you know, imagine like whatever hot chick on okay. Pornhub you let's saw let's yesterday. Argue by, let's argue by sort of like the reverse. So there are times when like perhaps you're close to orgasm or you don't want to be aroused where you can like sort of fill your head with thoughts of things from, I, I don't know what the opposite of a greatest hits album would be, but like, you know, things that are like obviously not attractive and uh, yeah, by, by the same sort of, uh, you're saying the Transit old idea of like you're saying the idea of like thinking about baseball to not nut. Correct. Okay. So we agree that that's like a you know somewhat highly deployed and useful strategy. I don't know how much yeah. it actually works, but it's a thing that people try. It's a thing that like becomes less and less important as you get older, but sure, like there's an right. age when it's right, right, extremely right. important a technique to cultivate. Right. Yeah, maybe we'll get to the guy who like came in his pants after this this one, but um yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so that happens. And then, yeah, like on the opposite side, like sometimes it can be arousing to think of, you know, so something you've seen in porn that week or uh, somebody at work that's attractive or a previous sexual partner or an actress or whatever. Like, yeah, it happens from time to time. I'm surprised that uh, you're saying you almost never do that. Well, you'd have to sort of pick that apart a little bit. I mean, you came up with a lot of different examples there. Sure. Um, the and and also interestingly, when you were talking about a greatest hits tape, I was imagining uh, greatest hits sexually. In other words, I was imagining you know. So, so here's here's what I want to understand. Yeah. Is this because you're having trouble nutting? Uh, no. I think it's subconscious. Like I'm not like oh. This would be better if I were 
uh, more aroused or thinking about something else. It's just my brain sort of races that go, does it from time to time unintentionally. So it's not, you're not trying to peek up your nut. You're not trying to get like two extra squirts out of your prostate. No. Or whatever, whatever no. guys try to do, whatever you're, you're just like, you're saying that like, you'll just be, no, does, do you find this happens more in the dog uh, when you're in the doggy style position? In other words, you don't have a face to look at because it's easier to what's not, not anthrop, not non anthropomorphize. It's easier to, uh, displace the person. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're not seeing their face, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I've, I've seen, there was a thread on Reddit a while back where it was like, it was a nice phrase she used. She said like, I'm worried that when we're in that position, he's, I'm just a rear end. She said, I'm just a rear end, like any other rear end. And then everybody's like, just no, a mechanical no. tool. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, 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 don't worry. He loves you. And of course I was thinking to myself, they're just lying. They're just completely lying. Like that's not true. Like that exactly is she's got it right. Um, and so that's why I wondered, like, are you yeah, doggy style is one of the like less personal sexual positions. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so this is what I want to understand. Like, is that, is it, is it because of that your mind might, might starts racing? Is it because you have like no connection in that position or is it like you have no connection to any position? So this is after, a, this yeah. is a great question and I haven't really thought about it much or made like a, you know, a study of when my mind wanders. Uh, but, uh, I think this may be related to, we've talked about this a little bit, but like when I masturbate, I often switch from one piece of material to another more often than I think the average Joe does. Like let's, so I don't know if we've actually told our listeners this, how, what is your average uh, dwell time on a porn? Would you say how long? I don't know, but it is, I'm, it's low. Was it less than 30 seconds? Yes. Is less than five seconds? No. Mm, well, I mean, I so can tell within five seconds whether something's going to be useful or not. Yeah. Okay. Median might be the right thing here. And median might be like five. Okay. Um, five seconds median? Well, you click on a video, Jesus. you're hopeful. And then, you know, there's a lot of tools now. When you when you get to like a, a, a Pornhub video, there's a lot of tools to quickly evaluate whether, you know, it's what you're looking for. So. You know, you can, you, you know, for starters, you get a big thumbnail image. And then if you mouse over the timeline, you can see like what happens in the video. Uh, sometimes there'll be comments that, you know, maybe can can illuminate your opinion a little bit. Like you can get information quickly. Five seconds might be a little low, but um, yeah. It's, yeah, I, it's I think I have 30. the same problem. I, I have the same problem in reverse. I'll often be on YouPorn Gay looking for a video to annoy someone else like for example a video of a guy getting a bunch of nuts sprayed in his mustache uh-huh. and the tools really help for that too you can very quickly suss out whether the man has a mustache and then just look for the nut <laughs> and you know quickly but you're uh, saying okay so, so you think you think that like let's say you're let's say you're in a position where you're face to face with a woman you think that like you 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 tire of her face you tire of you're like look i, I gotta i gotta click next here yeah, I, I don't you know subconsciously exactly. like search for your trackpad or your mouse. No, no, that's not exactly right. It's 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 subconscious. It's not like, uh, like I'm bored. This is this is lame. That's that's not it's like. What why it are is. you clicking? Why are you clicking my arm? <laughs> why are you sliding your hand around and clicking? <laughs> to be aroused. Like, do you mind if I just hold this mouse, baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here, but yeah, like I wonder if like uh, my brain, when aroused, uh, ha- struggles to focus more than the average person's. Yeah, I mean, I think like I think okay, two things about this. One is that actually, when you asked me originally, initially, do you do this? The thing I immediately went to in my head was totally different. Interestingly, which was I was thinking, okay, there are times when it's easier to nut than other times. Like like, I can give you an example. Like let's say that you were unaware that you were going to have sex on a certain, you know, a certain time. And and what may have happened earlier, you mistimed your, uh, (laughs) your, your porn exploration for that uh, time period. Yeah. So you masturbated um, earlier today, perhaps multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's say, and, uh, and so then it's like, look, it's, you know, it's going to take some amount of time. And so it's like you get into a position where it's it's almost like the conversation we had about faking it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. You're trying to get yourself over the hump. And I could imagine, I think in that situation, I have actually done that where I'm like trying to finish. But you're actually talking about something, which I think is more a little, 
I don't want to say it, this sounds judgmental, a little more understandable. I think what you're describing is actually like not that you're, you're into it. You're having a normal encounter with a woman yeah. that isn't prejudiced by some sort of weird thing you did earlier that day. Yeah. And you're just like, look, I, I got a picture of Jenna Jameson here for 23 seconds. I, I generally don't announce, uh, <laughs> but you would yeah. be great if you did. <laughs> yeah. If you could somehow, if they could somehow know, Oh God. Yeah, you would um, be like that uh, that new Macintosh, the laptop they have that came out that has a little uh, touch bar on it. There'd be like a little thing, a little icon on your head that tells, oh. God, it's like a little preview image. Yeah. It's like, wait That's a minute. That's not you? me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, huh. I, Do you think, so this doesn't I've happen every really time. Thought that I've, I mean, this has been an interesting conversation because I didn't think that this was unusual. I don't think it is unusual. I think you're lying a little bit. But I'm not. I don't, you're lying a lot. Like, I think at best you're lying a little bit. And so, yeah, maybe it is weird um, to think about other people during sex. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, no, I don't. I don't think it necessarily is weird. I think that it like suggests something about the encounter, like the example I gave, where it's like you're having trouble getting your nut out, um, or there could be other things that I would imagine, like uh, maybe you, maybe you're angry with the person or something, so you're. Mm-hmm trying to imagine something. I could imagine scenarios where that would happen. Yeah. Um, but the thing you're describing where it's like, you almost have like sexual ADD, uh, where you're like, look, I got to flip the channel here. Like, I don't know. Well, I, who knows if it's common or not, but I, I want to understand it better. Like, does it happen every time? I don't think so. No, it does not. Okay. And does it happen more where in the dog? It more is in- thinking about another person during a sexual encounter. Yeah. On a micro level, it does. It probably happens not in the first five minutes and not in the last five minutes. I'm guessing it's in sort of in the middle when it yeah, happens, I guess. right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So maybe you're getting a little bored. You're like, I've been, I'm like, I've, I'm up to thrust number 300 here. And, you know, you're just sort of, oh, I know when it might happen. Does it happen when you're trying to get her to an orgasm? Oh. Huh. I don't know. So you're just I don't like know the answer to any of these here. questions. I haven't really ever uh, introspected on this before. Okay. Well, you can think about it and maybe come back to us with some answers. Yeah. Uh, so we have time for one more. Let's talk about the guy coming in his pants just because this, 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 there isn't that much to discuss here. Okay. This is by, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, the subject is, I made him come in his pants and I feel bad and I feel so bad. What should I do? I've been seeing this really sweet, innocent, quiet guy, and he's been kind of slow to initiate things. We were making out on the couch, and I noticed through his shorts he was hard. I joked around with him and said, am I making you happy? He laughed. I usually just go for things, so I started slowly rubbing it through his shorts. I asked him if he was, I asked him if it was okay, and he nodded. Uh, yeah, we're in the like, sort of uh, consent. Uh, yeah, you need consent for everything uh, phase. Okay, we went back to making out, and I was still rubbing him. A little bit later, I felt him tense up and he said quietly oh no i felt his shorts become warm and wet i could tell he was really embarrassed his face went red and he said i'm so sorry i told him it was fine and to stay there while i get a wet towel i felt even worse because he ejaculated a lot in all caps he cleaned himself up apologized again to which i assured him it was fine and he left we usually get together every friday and he canceled saying he has something else for whatever i know he could have something else but i have a feeling he's still embarrassed uh, 2.3 thousand upvotes on this one, by the way. And they say how old he is, right? He's like 19 or something. They don't say how old he is, but that's obviously, uh, the first place I go here. You know, the first place I go is like, I was trying to decide whether I found your reading of that arousing or not. You did probably. Yeah. No, it was close though. Like I was like, this is if, if it was a woman reading it, I think it would be. Did you, so maybe you could like, uh, how did you feel what I, what I said? And he said quietly, Oh no. Well, that part, that's like a, <laughs> <laughs> it felt that's warm and wet. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so I mean, look, yeah, this kid's just a teenager, right? Like this happens. Uh, not to me. Did it ever happen to you? Uh, it certainly happened during like, you know, you would do the thing where you're just like grinding both with your pants on. Like it definitely happened then, but then that that was intentional. Uh, have what? I ever. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I had um, a girlfriend in high school uh, who we were not sexually active with, but, you know, we were 17, 18 or whatever. And um, 
yeah, you know, what's in the, yeah, there's a word. It's like uh, dry humping. Yeah, that's the word. Um, and I have achieved orgasm that way. So when that was happening, like what was, what was the rationale? Had she basically told you that if you pulled your cock out, she was going to get mad? Um, like why didn't you just pull it out? Well, we weren't, I think, yeah, we weren't having sex, man. Like okay, that, that would have been inappropriate. No, you, you are having sex because you're nutting. Well, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. sure. like, listen, guys, like if, if there's a young man listening to this podcast, like, I think it's completely reasonable to at least ask whether you can like not soil your underwear and your pants and just be like, look, we'll oh, I see what you're thing. saying. You're not saying I should have pulled my dick out and tried to penetrate it with penetrate her with it. I should have just pulled it out just because it would be uh, more comfortable than like the friction caused by underwear and like, you know, probably a pair of blue jeans and then her blue jeans and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And also you could then nut in a way that's more sanitary. And probably would feel better. I mean, like, so how many times would you say that you had this uh, pants pants nutting experience? I don't know, but a lot. Uh, yeah, like I mean, when lot. I was a teenager, like you know, orgasms were uh, frequent. Frequent. Yeah, I think I think that like, and this may have to do with the fact that I was very precocious at accessing online porn, even at a pretty young age. Like, even. Like, I don't think that, I don't think I would have nutted in that situation. I think I required direct stimulation, even at like age 16. (laughs) I think you'd be surprised how directional the, how well applied the friction can be by two motivated parties, even with clothes on. Yeah, I I would be surprised. I, 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 I don't think I've ever experienced that because in all situations where I was, where I've in my life, even at that age, I was just like, I, I think honestly, and this is like a, I realized sort of a consent thing here, but I think I would just take my pants off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that obviously would have been my preferred mode as well, but presumably I'd gotten some negative feedback on along those lines. Like actual fee? You think, yeah, it's, 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 See, this it's is curious. a long time ago. So yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I can't imagine that I was just like profoundly sexually frustrated and then not making mention of it. Uh, although maybe who knows? No, maybe because you might've figured like, this is all I'm allowed to do. Like right. you sort of, you, you bought into like the, now with this, with this girlfriend, did you ever get beyond this or was it, was this always your mode of execution? Uh, I think I had the dry humping experience with at least three people. Um, wow. I think, it, I, and the, it was the first three that I was, I'm thinking about like if like my parents ever listen to this podcast, they'll be able to like piece together who I'm talking about here. That's um, pretty cool for them. Yeah, yeah, really great. Uh, anyway, they'll never listen, so it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, I think the first three uh, girlfriends I had, there was a, a period of time before which we were sexually active, but during which we were having orgasms together. Wait, well, wait, and I have no idea. Would, no, I'm sure she wasn't. I'm not sure she was. I don't even remember. Maybe she was. Probably right. not. Right. So I didn't you, even know what so it you, was back then, probably. Right. So you oh, did this a lot. And you would, what, go, go home and wash your own clothes or whatever? You would somehow... Well, you had a lot of weird behaviors around <laughs> your nut at that age, didn't you? Now that I think about it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, you just, you just go home and you take your underwear off and put on a new pair and, or, you know, maybe take your under shower and then put on a new pair. Yeah, I guess, I don't know if I was just more, I, I, well, look, I, I'm sure I was just more psychologically abusive and aggressive at that age. And I just, yeah, I was like, look, I insisted on, uh, some other mode of expression. <laughs> I also honestly don't think that would have worked, even if it had been determined. I don't. I think, I mean, I think you could have, but, you know, I, uh, barring scheduling a uh, let's go back to the 90s night with your wife, we're not going to be able to settle this one. That's right. And also, yeah, I mean, like, I think, to simulate yeah. the experience, you'd have to not masturbate for like two months. Oh, nowadays, I'm sure I couldn't. To like simulate like a similar amount of horniness. I don't think it would work even then. I don't think I could get it, get it out. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, like, look, this, this kid who had this happen, like, obviously he's embarrassed and stuff like that. But I mean, like, look, I mean, I don't, 
I, I don't really understand the uh, thought process. I don't understand the whole. Well, I guess she was like, look, I would maybe the woman's thinking or the girl in this question is thinking I would have facilitated it some other way. Mm. Um, but like, you, it's not like you can get an STD from like, say, a hand job. So I don't really understand why one would draw the line there. It's like a weird place to draw the line. I could see saying I'll only do a hand job. Okay. And that's actually like you you read that like that's like a common line place for the line to be drawn in high school. Like I, I've read that repeatedly on Reddit. Um, but this drawing the line even further back to like, no, I'm going to force you to soil your pants doesn't seems strange. Yeah. I mean, she goes on in this thread and she's she says she's down to blow him and her plan was to do so. But there's no follow up. So we don't get to know. Uh but yeah, I mean, listen, man, some women are sort of uncomfortable with penises early on, you know, especially when they're teenagers and yeah, like having clothes in between, like makes it safer or something. I don't know. Like, I agree that like intellectually, it sort of doesn't make a lot of sense, but then there's one other piece. And I bet this was true for you too, is in high school, you as a man or as a boy, were probably pretty reluctant to beat off in front of a girl, right? Yes, definitely. So there's that too, right? So like you could have had that be your operation. Like, it's like, look, you'll, you know, you'll just you'll sit finish there yourself like, off. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, which would have worked fine. Yeah. Well, I would rather do that than have it all in my pants, to be honest. But the problem is that yeah, you I mean, have to get a, over. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's gross. Yeah. No, that's not, that's luckily yeah, in my, my life. I've, I, I never had that happen. And I also never had a wet dream. What? I mean, it's true. Never once. Wow. Okay. Listen, we got to Listen, we've been going for over an hour, so we got to table that, but that is, that's really interesting. Uh, wet dreams, especially if you can do lucid dreaming at all are, well, I imagine that's what virtual reality will be like someday. Well, it'll be like a fleshlight with a, you know, yeah. so anyway. All right. So, uh, that's a wrap on this fifth episode of your mileage may vary. You can contact us on Twitter at YMMVpod or and or by email at ymmvpod at gmail.com. And uh, please do contact us. We're looking for whatever feedback you may give. Uh, And with that, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.